Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. From spirituality, holistic healing, to creativity, and conscious business, we've got your mind, body, and spirit covered. Hi there, welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. So today we get to learn and discover James Benet together and we're going to talk about intuition and he does intuitive circles, he does life coaching, he does one-on-one sessions, he's done retreats and a whole bunch of different stuff. So I'm excited to dive deep into understanding who is James and everything that he does with intuition. So everybody welcome James. Hi. Hi, James. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> no, I know a while back you did an intuitive uh, group circle with us here. Mm-hmm. And yep. so that's something that's uh, more of like a mediumship type intuition circle where everybody gets to ask questions and have healing and transformational work happen yeah. at once. Yeah, pretty now, much. Now, besides that, mm-hmm. uh, share with me a little bit about what do you do overall? Who are you? And then... If I have your permission, I want to understand how you got to where you are. Of course, yeah. So um, I was born in Hoboken, New Jersey. So I'm from uh, I'm a Jersey boy. Okay. And I guess I can start at the beginning in a way that um, ever since I was a child, I definitely had these kind of extra sense- sensory perception experiences. Um, and when that happens, when you're a little kid, it's pretty frightening. So no, you know, these ESP experiences, yeah. <laughs> what were they for you as a child? You know, because I think a lot of times people throw that, that terminology and there's a, a different understanding of what, and there can be so many different experiences mm-hmm. that happen. So yeah. what was that for you? Um, it started in my dreams. Actually, at first I would have these like really vivid, wild dreams that I would wake up like, just like screaming in the middle of the night. Um, and I would have that periodically, and then from that moment, I started to have things of that nature happen in reality. Um, So like seeing dead people and kind of stuff like that happening in my bedroom at night, um, hearing voices, um, having like out-of-body experiences, a lot of weird stuff. You know, I think that when I was a kid, you know, at that time, there was a lot going on in my home. So what I'm feeling happened was at a very young age, I learned how to meditate. Okay. You know, just to kind of go inside and just be with myself, even though I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and from well, there... Well, you didn't, but maybe you did. I did, you but know, yeah, exactly. You, you know, you were guided. Yeah. And I, what I feel from there, it just kept uh, keeping my, I guess, third eye open. Mm-hmm. You know, my awareness kept growing. And then... Sooner, as soon as I knew it, I was seeing things, hearing things, having visions, you know. Um, and, and as a child, things like that are, are not fun. <laughs> you yeah. know, I was terrified. And, I mean, was there ever a period of time when you tried to block it out, tried to get rid of it? And did that last for a certain time? Or did you always just allow it to be? No, I did not allow it to be. Okay. I, I think when I went to, like, later in high school and college, I definitely blocked it out. I went to performing arts school. So I'm a singer, songwriter, and I, you know, was pursuing acting, and I did like work in that field, and I just put all my effort towards that. You know, I was like, I had one track mind. I'm gonna be famous. I'm gonna be an actor. I'm gonna be a singer. You know, I'm gonna work on my music, and I kind of just allowed that to just go in the background. I would have like moments of it. Yeah. But I think you know, I just was embarrassed by it, and I just kind of wanted to keep it to myself. I didn't want people to make fun of me or think I was weird. You know, um, until. 
honestly, my senior year of college, um, it started again. And I started to get like major anxiety and all these weird feelings that I used to have as a kid kind of all like flushed back or rushed back really quickly. Um, and I didn't really know what to do with that information at that point. Yeah. Um, so again, I kind of stuffed it inside, stuffed it inside. But what was happening, especially after the years after I left college, was I started to get really depressed. I started to get really anxious. Um, my emotional state, um, even my physical state of being just started to like diminish and deplete. Okay. Um, and I went to some dark places, you know, um, but I always feel that from the dark comes the light. And that's the dark night of the soul. Exactly. I sat in that for, for a while. Um, but from that, um, I was kind of called intuitively to see a spiritualist and a healer in New York City. So um, her name is Kelly Piper. And I studied with her for a while. And I, you know, um, received healings from her. And we just like she was almost like a spiritual therapist, you know. Yeah. But one of the things that happened was she helped me really realize the gifts that I have mm -hmm. and not to be afraid of them and to use them to help the greater good of myself and everyone else around me. And then something happened. Spirit rushed in and I wasn't afraid anymore. And I was like, James, this is, you have to do this. Wow. And so that started the calling. And at that moment, I kind of put acting and some of that aside. And I just focused on my spiritual development. Um, and training uh, so that I could become a healer and a guru for somebody else. Wow. So when you, what, what do you think that your biggest gifts are? Um, God, that's, that's hard. I'm, I'm totally not egotistical at all. Um, I, I mean, feel like, like, you know, there's, so there's certain, you know, whether you call it, you know, that are a little bit, you know, the certain elements, like, I mean, whether mm -hmm. you, I mean, do you, do you hear really strongly? Do you see really mm -hmm. strongly? Do you, do you have really strong communication with the other side? Mm -hmm. uh, can you, you know, kind of tap into people's energy and really mm -hmm. shift those blockages? Like, what is, what are your strong suits as you dope in? Mm -hmm. You know, you say these words gifts, and I'm just trying to understand more specifically what they are. Yes. Um, mind you, when I say gifts, I feel everyone has these abilities somewhere, Right. They can be cultivated if they are not present. And then some kids kind of carry it with them from childhood, right? Um, but I would have to say that one of my strongest gifts is a deep sense of knowing. Um, I just feel like I was even, as a child, just new things, you know, new things about spiritual law, about universal truth, about God. I just had this knowing about the beyond and the, and the super conscious mind. Hmm. And I feel like that has helped me so much in not only understanding myself, but understanding other people and how to help them and how to heal them. It's almost like I could look at someone and know immediately what this person needs. Hmm. And then I will open myself up to the beyond and I hear okay. um, a lot and I'll just get those gut feelings like I'll know something. Uh -huh. um, and I'm not the strongest in clairvoyance. That's that's my, I guess, weakest Claire. Um, but, um, lately I've been able to tap into that as well. So I will see pictures. Well, or you get said visions. you were, you know, a musician and a songwriter, yeah. right? You know, so, I mean, uh, we have these modes of how we operate and mm -hmm. how we, we relate to the world and mm -hmm. people, you know, walk into the room and some people hear what's going on in the room and they mm -hmm. get, 
they get that that some people walk in and they can have a feeling and is the room comfortable mm-hmm. does it feel rough does it feel whatever some people walk in and they're like oh this looks amazing you know and mm-hmm. it's like there's different ways of how people relate to their world even on a conscious level so it's always going to make sense that there's different levels of how somebody would activate their gifts yes. right Absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely true. When I teach uh, intuitive development, one of the first exercises is doing a meditation, opening up all the senses and seeing which one is the strongest for you, which one are you most mm. connected with. And yeah, like you said, it really depends what they do for a living or, or, or if they're musicians or artists or creators or they visual people, are they more thinkers, you know. Yeah. And so I always say whatever is the strongest, that's what you would focus on uh, trying to develop the most yeah know? well i mean it's the path of least resistance yes. you know mm. yes yeah, why make it hard <laughs> right yeah be easy with yourself and and so you dive deep into the journey of really working on yourself getting yourself mm-hmm. out of this dark night of the soul we'll call it mm-hmm. and stepping into these power and these gifts mm-hmm. when did you start doing it for others um it was a pretty quick progression it was yeah. kind of like once i was like I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Um, it started to come pretty quickly. Um, I went and did some trainings, like I'm a Reiki master as well, and you know, life coaching and these other kind of things. I read everything I could, you know, yeah. get my hands on. Um, and once I started to do that, I was like, you know what, I'm ready. I kind of waited until I was a Reiki master because at least then I had something, gotcha. you know, that I could say, okay, well, I'm a Reiki master. I have the little certificate. I could <laughs> then see people and feel okay. Right, that I have some type of um, piece of paper that says I can do this, even though I know that that's silly, but that's what I needed then. Yeah, we all need what we need, yeah. right? You know, yeah. so whatever that that known is mm-hmm. or that that thing. Yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. And once I had that, and I kind of went through the, the levels pretty quickly, and then I started, you know, the, <laughs> the first thing I did, I remember, was I just, <laughs> I printed something out, like a flyer. I don't even know what I called it. I think I called it like urban healing. I don't even know. I just came up with some name and I put a picture of myself and like the things that I do and what I can offer, like Reiki intuition, you know, like find your soul path, whatever. And I hung them up around town and I got a phone call. So it was really like insane. And it was this woman, Lorraine, who's one of my dear clients now. And she came to me. And at that point I was doing it in my home, like right in my apartment, you know, um, I was so nervous. I remember just being like, oh my God, is this really right? Is this what I want to really do? Am I going to help this person? You know? And she walked in and she sat in front of me and something just happened. I don't know. It was just like that moment had happened a million times before in my life. So that was it. Once that happened, um, it just started rolling. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. I, I, I feel like I didn't have control of it. Now, what type of information do you get? You know, because I mean, there's mm-hmm. uh, uh, so many different types of intuition or clear audience that, mm-hmm. you know, and d- different guides, spirits, different realms that people tap mm-hmm. into. Uh, first off, I guess, uh, beside, before even that, whom are you getting your information from? Yes. And uh, what is the type of information that you're getting? Mm-hmm. 
Um, primarily, my information comes from source, or okay. what I call source. Okay. So I call source, or I feel source, is the highest, most vibrational being there is. Mm-hmm. So resonating with the Holy Spirit or the Christ consciousness. Okay. So you know, I go straight to the top. Okay. <laughs> you know, if I can. Um, beyond below that, however, um, I do connect with a couple guides. Okay. Um, that I have one appears as A. Okay. Um, it's just A. Okay. A A A A. A there, like, don't fine. you know? I'm right? like a, you know, now that A, uh, yeah, Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A. Um, and he shows up as more of like an, an Indian. Okay. You know, almost like a Native American kind of looking guy. Um, then I also have like a Hindu kind of essence as okay. well. And then um, another go-to is uh, Archangel Raphael. I okay. tend to always feel the presence of, of him around me as well. Nice. So all different types of belief systems and you're pulling in different yeah. types and from that. Now, um, and then what is the type of information that you, you get? Mm-hmm. Is it more, you know, conscious wisdom? Is it more psychic and, and specific? Is it, you know, what is that, that mm-hmm. for you? I would say it's a mix. Um, definitely the psychic stuff will come in. Um, an easy example of that is I'll think of my mom and I'll be like, oh, why do I feel my mother right now? What's going on with her? And then she'll call, right? Yeah. And I know a lot of people, that's like a common one. That's why I say a lot of people have that happen in their life. Mm-hmm. And that's your intuition kicking in, right? Mm-hmm. Gut feeling, your clairsentience, like kind of coming out. Um, but when I channel and I, I really do the work, and when I do that work, I... I consciously do it. Like I clear my space. I prepare myself. I, there are steps to opening my intuition. I don't walk around like a light bulb that's on constantly. I would. You short circuit. <laughs> yeah, you. I would not be here right now. Um, so I say I do get conscious wisdom. Okay. I will feel and understand like conscious truths about the world or about the mechanics of spirituality or spiritualism mm-hmm. or the inner workings of the universe. Kind of, and it comes to me in math, which is. Interesting. Really interesting. Or not. I mean, if yeah. everything's an equation, right? Every, exactly. And the ultimate truth is an equation. And I feel that's what uh, I get from my guides is that we are in this matrix, this mathematical yeah. matrix. Yeah, the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah. You know, it's like everything, you know, spirals and the equations mm-hmm. and everything boils down to it. All the sacred mm-hmm. geometry. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all... You know, math yeah. equations. <laughs> yeah, it really is. That's the truth. I really believe it. One plus one equals two, and that's the ultimate truth. And yeah. if there's anything that is not that, it's a cognitive distortion. Yeah, where they we say go that crazy. They say that the book of the Torah is all of an algorithm. Yeah. You know, and they can find every single. They can put it into a computer program and find exactly every leader and country leader from different uh, nations and they can Mm -hmm. find even they said that there's even the assassins from different presidents and their names and birth dates and death dates all when they when they do the mathematical Mm -hmm. equations on it i believe it it's fascinating it's fascinating (laughs) then it makes me think like do we even have any free will like then i go down that rabbit hole because i'm like Mm -hmm. these people's birthdays and death dates are written there in the torah Mm -hmm. once it's put into this you know algorithm yeah and it's like wow yeah a lot of this stuff can blow your mind actually yeah you know i think that um the study of spirituality and universal truth is important but i think the other aspect that is more important is that we are here we are humans having, you know, spirits having this human experience um, to be human. 
And so I think a part of us needs to shut off our brain in that area. And I say, you know what, let God handle that. Um, and we are here to project God into our lives, into our relationships, to our well-being, into our work, mm-hmm. you know, um, and be in the world and yeah. do in the world. You know, I always tell my clients who are like, oh, I should be meditating more. I, I need to meditate at least an hour a day. And I say, well, you know what? The Buddha did that for us. Yeah. How can you take that as an example and cultivate it and then get out and do? Yeah. Instead of meditating, maybe try to get people, more people to meditate, you know, spread it. Yeah. Or even there's different, so many different forms of meditation, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. active forms of meditation, walking meditation. There's, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, and maybe it is part meditation is the traditional sense and mm-hmm. then part the, you know, integration. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think it's all the integration is an important word. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, I get stuff like that, which blows my mind sometimes. I'm like, what am I, what am I, you know, and I have to question myself. Is this me? Is this something else? You know, as intuitives, we are constantly questioning ourselves. Um, it's an insecure profession sometimes because <laughs> you can feel crazy. Um, well, I mean, you're, you're picking out things and getting words from, you know, things and beings that you can't see. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, uh, sharing that with the rest of the world right yeah so you're playing a game beyond conscious reason yeah and you know some people are into it and they get it and they're they're about it and others aren't and i say you know everyone do you right but um the other types of messages i will get are really um to help people i feel like my strongest messages are when i'm working with someone you know connecting with someone's energy reading their energy seeing what's going on with them and that's when it's the strongest because um I just feel that's when, like, God or whatever you want to call it, descends upon us. And it's like, all right, James, let's heal this one. We got to do it. We got to help them. We got to heal them. We need the light workers. We need everyone to move through the world right now it's, and, and spread some kind of light yeah. and love, you know, because it, we're, we're in a little bit of a dark kind of place. So I feel like when I'm with someone, that's when it really kind of opens fully for me. Got you. And when would you say that? when would people come to you and who would come to you? Um, I have an array okay. of people. It's like some, I, okay. I have um, people who come just because they want, you know, they want to hear about their life. They want to hear what's to come as kind of something fun or entertaining, you know, and that's cool. I, I'll work with people like that. You know, it's totally cool. Um, I have people who come for real, like, deep healing reasons, whether it's to heal trauma or whatever is going on in their life. So I do have those clients as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I have clients that just buy into this whole world, and to them it's just like going to church or it's like going to, you know, I don't know, the gym. They want to know. They want to be there. They want to hear from their spirit guides. They want to connect in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it's, like, really the gamut of people. Yeah. And it's cool. I, I love working with newbies people who've never experienced like intuition or i just think it's so fun to watch someone like hear things for the first time and then they pop like popcorn like, oh. exactly exactly and and i want to touch back back on uh healing mm-hmm. okay so i know that you mentioned a little bit on trauma mm-hmm. and you mentioned also on you know people being light workers and put them back out into the world like mm-hmm. uh when you mean healing what do you mean exactly by that mm-hmm. and what are you kind of working on or shifting for somebody? Sure. 
Um, healing is the need to transcend into a lighter space, right? Um, we all have to. We all do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes consciously, sometimes subconsciously, like in our dream states even. So to me, if someone needs healing, it's that they are not directly aligned with their greatest good. That something is like off, yeah. you know, like the vibration isn't quite there. Yeah. And they just need a little bit of a kick. Kick and a push. And, and a, a push to get there. And a lot of times it is, you know, getting over trauma or mm-hmm. getting over past fears or anxieties, depressions, you know, bipolar, you know, things like that. Um, and other times it's just life path. Like people are like, man, I don't know where I am. I feel lost. I feel confused. Um, and they just need to understand how to kind of get back into the groove of that. Yeah. So and I call that healing. You know, I call everything healing. Okay. Anything that's disaligned that you want like aligned is healing work. Yeah. You know, you know, people, people, you know, I mean, a lot of times the people that are listening to the podcast for the most part are already somewhat on the path and sometimes mm-hmm. people are stumbling upon this for whatever tag word that stands out to them mm-hmm. but you know there's a large kind of umbrella of what falls under healing mm-hmm. so i was seeing on you know what that meant you know yeah. and that's, that's why i asked no, it's like, and there might you know for the new people i like when they hear the word heal mm-hmm. you know sometimes people just think of oh heal from something physical mm-hmm. right and that, but most of the things that you were stating and, and kind of going over were a lot of the emotional, mm-hmm. a lot of energetic, mm-hmm. a lot of those types of vibrations. So it's a really, it's a driving the point that this is for everybody at different times. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. about pushing you further ahead or even, I like to look at healings as activations too. Mm-hmm. So some people could be doing great in their life, but why not get to the next round, mm-hmm. right? Why not move up higher, yeah. you know, if there's mm-hmm. some you know, residual things, or if there's a way to integrate a higher vibration, mm-hmm. you're going to experience the next, next level, yeah. and then the next level, and then the next level, mm-hmm. which will continue to go indefinitely, because the universe keeps on expanding indefinitely, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. And you go from, I always tell my clients or anyone, how wonderful is it to go from a place of excellence to a place of genius? Yeah. Yeah, that's possible. You don't have to just sit in your excellence. You could find that genius. There's always another place to go. Yeah, always. Yeah, always, for all of us. You know, no matter how young, how old, how whatever, mm-hmm. wherever, you know. And that, that's the beauty of, I think, when people work on their self, it's realizing that change is still possible. Mm-hmm. There's so much energy around the ability to change and transform and to evolve when somebody's young. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and when I say young, I mean still child, teenage, maybe even really early 20s. Mm-hmm. But it's like realizing that that level of transformation and change and ev- evolution mm-hmm. is still happening even 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even into the hundreds, you know, like and every day is this new experience and every every moment you can learn mm-hmm. and grow and I think when people give themselves permission to like work on their self, mm-hmm. they give themselves permission that they can change so they're not stuck at their identity of what they carve their self out to be. Yes. You know, and then if they can change and they can see that their life can change, then they realize that they can try new things. They can go into different professions. They can learn new subjects. They can have different hobbies mm-hmm. and that it doesn't matter where they start. 
Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I think so much I see this paralysis that happens in people of like, oh, well, you know, I never picked up tennis when I was younger, so I can't just start playing today. Like, who says? You might actually become one of the best tennis players at the at, at your yeah, you know really. you know like who's who, it doesn't matter yeah. right and it's not just about like hobbies it's about everything right mm -hmm. you know yeah. across the board you know you said give yourself permission to heal and grow I have found that it's um, find self worth <laughs> mm -hmm. that you're worthy of living an extraordinary life and that you're worthy to heal and that you're not your limiting beliefs the mind is a very tricky thing. You know, mind, the mind will either be your biggest cheerleader or your biggest defeat, yes, you know, absolutely. and everything in between, you know. Absolutely. So it's kind of getting out of that ego mind or that monkey mind, the chatter into, you know, uh, God mind or God thoughts. I always say there are two kinds of thoughts, God thoughts and God non-God thoughts. God thoughts are the thoughts that make you feel good, that bring joy, that cheer you on, that heal you, that love you. And non-God thoughts are everything else. <laughs> so it's challenging it's challenging yeah you know? i mean the average person has sixty-five thousand thoughts a day mm -hmm. and almost 90 percent of those thoughts are identical from the day before and the majority of them are all negative yeah that's what makes sad you know and it's you know it, it's it's sad but it's also you know without friction there is no motion mm -hmm. right and that there's some things that we're constantly overcoming and people say oh mm -hmm exhausted or constantly throwing an obstacle but maybe mm -hmm. that's getting you to the place of meeting somebody like you mm -hmm. to work and get to the next level and make mm -hmm. things easier to open up a, a channel for spirituality or mm -hmm. to gravitate to that connection so that people can unfold in a better way yeah. in an easier way i always said that the biggest difficulties in one's life always lead us to the biggest gifts yeah absolutely you know i say that light and dark exists the same you know they're they're the same level and sometimes, you know, something will happen in your life that is perceived as very dark or very negative or is just horrible. But I say that God sometimes wears a costume, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and comes in as scary. And it challenges us and it scares us. But as you said, you're very correct. It pushes us forward. Yeah. Look, people don't like to change sometimes. You know, yeah. we're creatures of habit. And if they need to, something will come in. Yeah. To, to get you to move. Yeah, a good example of that is something like, let's say somebody gets fired from a job and then they feel like, oh my God, poor me, I can't believe this has happened. But mm -hmm. it, when you really like examine, were they even happy? Did they always have an ambition to do something else? And now being mm -hmm. fired from that job gives them the opportunity to do and pursue, pursue something else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe that needed to happen in order to have that happen, right? Mm -hmm. You know? Or sometimes when a relationship ends horribly, but maybe it wouldn't have ever ended if there wasn't some big thing like infidelity or this or that mm -hmm. that caused this ruckus to say, fine, cut the cord and move forward, mm -hmm. right? So it's, uh, yeah. you know, was that evil? Was that darkness? Or was that God wearing a costume? I like what you're saying, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like the tower card um, in tarot. It's just some things have to explode before they start to come back together yeah. you know and that's the way it works for me personally i used to wait oh my god worst procrastinator i'd wait for the last minute to do something um you know i would wait till things go wrong or the crap hits the fan um before i would like whoo, get that fire and that motivation and i realized at one point i was like wow i really need the struggle like i need the drama in order to move forward and that's not cool. And I was like, James, 
you don't need drama in order to make change. Yeah. Change can come out of love, you know? And so I could cultivate that self-love for myself. And now I don't wait anymore. I do when I feel, you know, yeah. I'm not going to wait until like, you know, my wings are clipped, for, you know, in order to learn how to fly. You know, I'm like, damn, I have the wings now. I'm going to do go. it. You know? Yeah, but sometimes those people need those wings clipped. Yeah. You know, and then, yes. or they need to be pushed. Or they need to be pushed right off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And we've all had those moments, I'm sure. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Now, uh, James, where can people find you? Under a rock in the we desert. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, my website's bennymudra.com. Mm-hmm. So I started a business called Benny Mudra Wellness, and I've been doing that for the past 12 years. It's kind of, uh, I am Benny Mudra Wellness, but I also um, house other healers uh-huh. under my umbrella um, and lectures and workshops. And, you know, I teach all over, you know, East Coast, West Coast. So everything's under the umbrella of Benny Mudra Wellness. So pretty much if you want to find me, go there and you'll, there, there I be. <laughs> there you be, there you be. Yeah. And occasionally maybe here too. And occasionally I mean, here and there and other places. Yeah, yes. absolutely. That's, that's awesome. And if you had to leave people with something, what would it be? trust in your instincts because they are true gut feelings are real and if you live by those gut feelings and you trust every gut feeling you get every gut feeling is like a uh, breadcrumb to me on the ground you have a gut feeling you do it it's like picking up a breadcrumb and you pick up one breadcrumb three others may appear one gut feeling achieved is three more and you just keep moving forward like that. Like Louise Hay says, you know, she's like, they're like, Louise, how did you make your life your life? She's like, I opened the mail, I followed through, and that's it. So follow through, just gut feeling after gut feeling, and your life will be easier. It will be easier. So trust, trust in yourself and trust in the universe. I'd say that that would be my lesson for the day. I love it. <laughs> trust in yourself, trust in the universe. Mm-hmm. And- Follow those breadcrumbs to lead to more breadcrumbs. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is beautiful because as people, you know, tap into accepting and trusting their self, they can trust their self more. Yeah. The more they trust their self, the more they allow their self to be their self, and mm-hmm. there lies the happiness. Absolutely. Authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining oh, us today. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you for was, having me. Yes, such a pleasure. And hopefully we'll have him back talking a little bit more. Um, you know, the next time, if you if you mention this podcast, that, uh, you know, the next time uh, James does a workshop here, we can offer some kind of code, I think, or something sure, like that yeah. that you, you mentioned, like some kind of call to action. So mm-hmm. um, we'll update if there's another uh, class coming on. So depending on what time you watch this. Um, and otherwise, you know, Until next time, thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Liberate Hollywood, all one word, or Liberate Emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself.